What up, everybody? It's your boy, Good Life Russ. I go by it on all social media platforms. The Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. What the fuck is up, man? I ain't I ain't been here in a minute. I ain't talked to y'all in a minute. Life's fucking good, though. I mean, I'm growing. Shit's going well. It's kind of what this is about, is keeping these conversations going. So sometimes we have to live our life and get into that. You know what I mean? So I just love doing this fucking show. Don't, don't get me to ranting. But we got a guest here. Um, he's going to introduce himself. He's going to tell himself about y'all. So make sure y'all are listening and paying attention. What's up, yo? It's your boy, Just. Uh, go by Juiceless J on all social media. Uh, I'm a music producer. Got a new mixtape coming out soon. Going to feature a lot of different artists from uh, different cities. Columbus, Philly. Got some in Atlanta. Just want to uh, put y'all on the map for that. That's about you, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm about to do. There you go. I love leaning in, too, because then other people lean in. You ain't got to lean in, but... <laughs> I thought that was the vibe. My bad. <laughs> That's all I like doing that shit. I like to start my high off with some humor. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm the same, bro. And I feel like Bruce Lee kind of got me on that kind of kick, like, with just being more direct and... I know sometimes learning vocabulary and having more to say, you just want to talk all the time. Sometimes we just need to be direct and, you know, I'm Tim and this is me. This is what I do. Anything else? Like, yeah, I mean, you'll see. <laughs> but this is what you need. This is the introduction. <laughs> yeah. I can't just. You're going to see. You're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. You know. I love, I, I, I love this space because me and you have so many things that we could talk about. I don't even know where to. <laughs> fucking begin like i don't even i mean it's racial things going on it's sports things going on it's school things going on it's parenting i i guess i feel like the most that the thing that connects all of those things is parenting mm-hmm. and you're a parent how, like how does that how is that for you is it good is it bad is it suck is it fun like what is it what's the real it i love it because mm-hmm. my daughter man like I describe my, everybody asks me like, hey, how your daughter do? How your daughter do? I'm like, she's growing every day to be a terrorist. Because I think all kids are terrorists <laughs> until you send them the right way. If you don't raise a kid at all, like if you let a kid just be on its own, they're savages, bro. Like, they savage. fight. They like hide things. They go take what they want. They're sad. You just got to gear them the right way. So all kids are terrorists until you, until you, guard, until you guide them the right way. So... My daughter, she 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 on her way, but she she getting closer to becoming a civilian more than a terrorist. But I asked her what she wanted to be for Halloween. You know how like kids be like, oh, I want to be like Princess Tiana or yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Frozen and all that. Some she like Frozen. Yeah. yeah. And a couple years ago, she was Wonder Woman. This year, she told me she wanted to be Slender Man. <laughs> Slender Man. So I, Wait, I, do you know the story behind her? Or did I catch you off guard? It caught me off guard. She <laughs> likes scary stuff. I know who Slender like, Man is, Yeah, too. She, she really likes scary stuff. So, like, she asked me, like, when when uh Us came out. She didn't know mm. what it was called. She'd be like, can we go see Five on it? Can we go see? Because she'd keep hearing, I got Five on She's like, can we go see? She likes scary stuff. Or like, she that. liked it. Like, she wanted to see it. Like, it didn't scare her. As me as a kid, I was terrified of it. Oh, so, like, know. to see her not even, like... Like, bro, what? I remember you scared of the dark. Like, now yeah. you're not scared of nothing? <laughs> like, bro. What happened? Yeah, who are you? I started to think all these cartoons real. Were they sneaking out at night fighting mm-hmm. crime and shit? What's happening? Because I see you all day. Yeah. Now, so now what? what? So you wake up and you're not scared of nothing. You fucking superwoman now. 
I love that, man. I, I would say parenting has humbled me so much. You know, I've come such a far away as a parent. And I feel like our kids just keep us on our fucking toes, man. Well, you're raising your kids the right way and they're good kids. They're going to they're going to do bad shit. I think that's what people get that cross. They're not a bad kid. They're just keeping you on your toes. They're holding you accountable. They my kids say some shit sometimes. I'll be having to step back and I got my answers, you know, at this point in life. But I'm like, man, if you would have asked me this six years ago, you'd have caught me slipping. Like <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask me this. <laughs> Y'all nuts. Yeah, they're definitely fucking crazy. Kids definitely know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They do crimes. And look back at you. Like, they look to see, like, how far can I get away with this? Like, they know exactly what they're doing. They're testing all their limits to see, like, hold on. Let me see. And they also learning. Yeah. They're like, can I do this? Am I allowed to do this? Let me trial by fire for kids. Will somebody slap me if I do this? Let me see. Let me see. And do it twice. I got away with it once. Let me see if I can do it That might be a fluke. (laughs) They might not have caught it. Yeah, kids are kids are something else, man. But I think <coughs> our parents' generation were looking for good kids, and that's where I feel like a lot of them went wrong. Because at the end of the day, it's not about your kid being good or bad; it's about how secure are you. Like, who are you? You know what I mean? Because they're going to challenge us either way. But are you ready for those challenges? Uh, are they triggering demons in you? So now you lashing out. Do you not want to deal with it? Because you know they're growing and they're aware. So we have to be aware. We have to have empathy, sympathy. Like we have to have so many things that I feel like people think are a joke. And I see a meme, so I know y'all are aware of them. But I don't think people are practicing these things in their everyday life. So it's kind of like, no, you're not going to get better or have a better relationship with your kids. They don't know you for real. So part of that, too, is being vulnerable and telling them <laughs> your fuck-ups. And I tell them yeah. all the times when I did dumb shit. Yeah. Not so you can go do it, because I tell them, too, the consequences that came with it. Every time Maya do something that I've already done, I'd be like, bro, you good, bro. I did it, and look at me. We still, I'm still here. We all good, bro. It happened to the best of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'd be so down on herself, like, bro, it's all good, bro. I used to do the same thing. You probably got that from me. <laughs> like, unfortunately, bro, it's yeah. from me. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like, but we all need it. She clumsy and she like drops stuff. That's a that's a characteristic I had as a kid all the time to this day almost. Like, and she'll be so mad at herself. Like, bro, it's okay, man. Like, it's all right. We just clumsy ass people. <laughs> yeah. oh, <you laughs> so guess what that mean? That mean we gonna have to clean up yeah. more than other people. That's it. Yeah. That don't mean that you suffer. You <laughs> failed. That just mean you better be good with a mop and a broom. Yeah. <laughs> And not care if shit get broken around this bitch. <laughs> and that and that's growth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's them coming to us with a problem and us already having a solution because we already did it and learned from it. We didn't just do it, we learned from it too. So now we can teach you without the headache and the heartache and mm-hmm. the scars that we have to carry. You know what I mean? That's why so many of us are proud of our scars, because we know what the fuck how they got there. Mm-hmm. And we know we was in that situation sometimes not thinking we was getting out this situation. Mm-hmm. You want to know one of the wildest things I think I hear people say or see people say when they be like, oh, I went through this. So my, my kid going to have to go through this. Like saying like seeing stuff like when they're like, oh, they, they create things to where like kids don't get soap in their eye when they're getting their hair washed. They're like, oh, I had to get my hair washed and it burned. So they're going to go through the same thing. Oh, why? Why make it that? Why give your kid that hardship if you don't have to? That's strange. Going out your that's way. That's very that strange. Hardship, like that's strange, man. I was on the other side of the spectrum. It, it kept me, I was like, especially with my girls, like, 
You know what I mean? I was like very overprotective because I had went through more than most. So, you know, that's what I tell people. Y'all think this education shit and learning yourself is a cakewalk in the park. No, it's not. Because every good thing I learn about myself, I believe in duality. So I also understand there's a negative or bad side to this. So as a kid, the more I'm learning, I'm also learning more good in the world. Absolutely. But I'm learning more evil in the world, too. And I know that it's next door to me. I know the, the computer is saying this is in Iran. This is in Iraq. Like. Our enemies was next door to us. They was around the corner. They was going to the same schools as us. They was at our parents' jobs. You know what I mean? And we knew, some of us knew that at a young age. We had to live with that burden to know that everybody smiling in your face don't like you. That's hard for a kid to comprehend. You know? And we we came from different times. That's why I tell people, I I knowingly learn more knowing that I'm going to learn more shit that's going to fuck my emotional side up. That's going to fuck with my conscience. That's going to fuck with... Tucking my kids in at night and not kissing them on the head, knowing there's mm-hmm. kids out there who never had that and never will get that from somebody. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to do this shit more. Yeah, it's hard to hear, but shit, life, life is hard. The world's fucked up for real. Mm-hmm. The world ain't this happy place. That's why everything we indulge in, from video games to board games to food, has to be happy and smiling and pink mm-hmm. and fucking turquoise and <laughs> yeah. purple. Because everything else in there, the real shit in the yeah. world... It's fucked up. It's just like the Matrix. Like, exactly. <laughs> the Matrix, the real world of the Matrix was nasty. Yep. The Matrix was lovely. It was all bright and vibrant. Outside the Matrix, you wore rags and, and tore down clothes. <laughs> Ready Player One, same mm-hmm. shit. And that happened in Columbus. I love that fucking movie. That's a great movie. Great fucking movie. Great <laughs> ass book, too. There was, I didn't know there was I, a book. Yeah, that's where it came from. I, I rarely like... The books and the movies. It's either one or the other. I am a cinema fucking junkie. Yeah, I've seen thousands of movies. I know TV shows. People think I shouldn't know. I know shit. All, y'all mother, all y'all motherfuckers yeah. think I, I know shit y'all think I don't know. Yeah, you just like, <laughs> I, know, I know everything. Man, bro. listen. That's what movies people That's what people gravitate to and love about me. I was just telling my mom this today. That's why I've always been good. Because I can be in any room and be myself and, and fit in. And won't make anybody else feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I've been in rooms with... Gays with fucking goths, with criminals, yeah. with scholars, with oh, privilege, man. people with no privilege, people with great parents, people with no parents, people with shitty parents. Every fucking room, and I made them feel comfortable, and they felt that I I understood them. I didn't judge. Yeah, I judged you, but I didn't hold it against you. You know what I mean? I, I I treated you like a person, no matter what everybody else saw in you. I see what I see in you. I'm not them, so right. they can't tell me who you are. Show me. Mm-hmm. Well, people think I'm this and I... Okay, so show me. So show me who you are so I'll know. And then I'll believe you. And don't get mad when I believe you. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So in my time of being a loner, like I'm so fucking good. I've did that my <laughs> whole life. So when I was a loner, I got into movies. Um, a big time I got into them was when I was in Boston when I was in college. And we wasn't even allowed having TVs and shit. I had like a military coach. He was so goddamn strict. So we can't have girls in the room, TV, nothing. So well, we we just, we kids and some of us black. So, you know, we creative. Mm-hmm. So we start buying up old PlayStations, Xboxes, getting monitors and watching the movies on them. And uh, we ain't have much. So we would go to Walmart and the $5 being all just get different movies and watch mm-hmm. them and go in each other's rooms and swap <laughs> them. So, you know, we see a hella movies like back to back to back all the time. And I was already watching them as a kid, so I went and rewatched all my movies as a kid, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck, bro. 
these movies really have been have raised some of us. It taught us life lessons. It taught us about friendship. It taught us about loyalty. It taught us about betrayal. It taught us about hurt and loss and everything was in this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I realized older, it was more psychological than I thought. I loved the sitcoms because it was what I didn't have. We didn't eat at, at the table as a family ever. You know what I mean? We all kept to ourselves. So the fam the meal will be cooked. You all come get your collective plate and go back to your respective areas that you're in mm -hmm. for probably the whole day. And that's what I longed for. That's why that shit was funny, but it was sad. Because I was yeah. like, we love this shit so much because we wish we had this. We wish you had a dad that came in and everybody hugged them and they're like, how's your day, dad? I ain't never had that, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and, and I don't knock them for it. And I'm not mad about it. I'm not bitter about it. But it is what it is. And, I, and we can't grow in a lie. So we can only tell the truth. That's the only way we can grow and get better is by being honest. And yes, my truths hurt some people. But shit, that means you ain't dealing with your truths. You are what you do. <laughs> that's it. You are what you think and what you do. So if that's how people see you, maybe you need to do some other things. Think about that, too. Don't just be mad at them. They're always villagers. They're always pitchforks because they think you're a monster. Why Why do they think that? Well, collectively, none of these people know each other, but they all had the same picture of you. Everybody not telling the same lie. Why is that? <laughs> maybe it is you. Everybody can't be telling the same lie. Have you even lie. thought maybe it is you? No? Okay, well, think about that. That might be it. I, I think that's why they're so mad because <laughs> you don't get it still. <laughs> you didn't got the whole town against you, and now you're about to move to Atlanta and fuck Atlanta up. Yeah. Don't run to Atlanta. <laughs> Please. I love Atlanta. Stop taking y'all's problems to Atlanta. Deal with them at I've home. I've been to Atlanta, actually. I love Atlanta. So much black. I've never been to Vegas, either. Yeah, go to Vegas, too. It's a lot of Hispanic and black and Asian out there. Been to Atlantic City. Our people, too. That's like East Coast Vegas, if you ask me. I like Atlanta City. It is, but for older people. Yeah. You grew up around older people? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I did, too. My whole family older than me. I hate it. It's weird. I remember I was at my grandma's funeral, and uh, my niece, uh -huh. she like woke up to me. She like, Uncle Justin, I'm I'm 16. I'm a sophomore. She's 22 holding her kid. I'm like, bro, what do you mean, Uncle? Like, what do you want? <laughs> if you're about to ask permission for anything, that's a stupid idea. You can do like, it. <laughs> like, like I, why are you calling me Uncle Justin? Just call me Justin. Man. It's okay. Like, it's strange. Like, oh, then another lady, she walked up to me. This lady had to be at least 61. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you remember me? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. She's like, you don't remember me at all. I'm like, nah, I, I don't. Who, who are you? She's like, I'm your cousin. Wow. My, my cousin. She's like, I'm your first cousin. I used to change your diapers. So if you changed my diapers, how in the fuck would I ever remember who you are? <laughs> Where did I how really you, meet you? How for? do you think? When do you think I met you? <laughs> honestly. Like, when did we first meet? Because it wasn't when you were changing my diapers. <laughs> My ass, my no, balls might know I you. No diaper changes, none. I remember zero. <laughs> you said my my none. thighs, my ass might know you, like, but I don't know you, man. Like at all. I was at the top of the plane. You was down there. I don't. I don't know what was happening down there. <laughs> I get those all the time. I definitely grew up around with people. I hate those, man. I feel as uncomfortable as but, women. I remember yo, I, yo, like don't come to me with this shenanigans. I'm glad. I'm so glad I grew up around old people because it gave me like a perspective. Like I have such a, a profound respect for like everything that like came before me for real. Like me too. Like music, music especially, man. Like I me go too. back through so much old me. Like people in my job, like they'll be like, bro, how you know? Like why you listening? Like bro, this is fire, bro. Like this is history. Listening to old me, like bro, I listen to like so much seventies, eighties. Like Whitney Houston is probably like 
my most played person on title. Like, out of all my singers, like she's the best singer I've ever heard in my life. That's a man, woman. Like she's the best. She's the greatest. And the greatest music artist to me, like I know everybody loves Michael. I know everybody loves Stevie Wonder. Okay. It's probably the great, like, in my mind. And you mind, have an appreciation for music, so yeah, you're saying that on a different level. You know how people, like, felt about, like, when Michael went and Brent, when Stevie got, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be down. Like, I'm gonna be That's down bad. Like, I, man, yeah. I'm gonna be hurt. Stevie is my guy. Like, yeah. I can listen to Stevie Wonder at any point in the day and it'll lift my mood. Like, like <laughs> any song. Like, Stevie's just the goat to me. Like. Yeah, he fire. Man. Like, and he don't blind. even gotta, like, he only gotta sing, like. He was on Drake's album playing a harmonica, and that shit was fire. He Drake gave him a solo on a rap album, <laughs> like for a harmonica. Come on, bro, you can't tell me Stevie not standing. So I know you time. love him. This your boy. You think he really blinded up? No, Stevie Wonder is not blind. He never said it. I don't. I never heard Stevie Wonder say I'm blind. He Stevie just like shades. Yeah, like Stevie Wonder just wears like. He just be I've feeling never, the music. I've like. never heard Stevie Wonder say I'm blind. I've honestly only heard people around him say Stevie Wonder is blind. I've never heard Stevie Wonder. He don't have no biopic either, do he? Like, no. But no We need to see that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I know he got a wild ass. Ray Charles was out here going crazy. I I know Stevie's out here. here He takes the shades off like, hey, shh. Hey, don't tell nobody. (laughs) Listen. I'll kill you. (laughs) Kill three bitches. They try to talk. (laughs) Well, fuck, this is my brand. Stevie never said he was blind. Honestly, he has pictures and all that. Like I, Stevie never said he was blind, but Stevie, my guy, I defend Stevie. Like oh, Stevie's blind, man. Stevie's not blind. I ain't, <coughs> he talented. Yeah. And yes, it would be more impressive if he and was there's blind. Of, there's a lot of like, like people like, like the the older cats that I be liking. It be like people who have like distinction. Like Charlie Wilson is one I really like harp on. Like. Cause he's in music today. I don't like like his music. Charlie Wilson. You don't like Charlie Wilson. You don't like. Him. It's Charlie. personal. I gotta listen okay. to more right. before I change my opinion. But my last updated opinion about him was I didn't oh, like him. Man, listen. I can't talk about the people I like. R. Kelly out here fucking up. Oh, yeah. I don't know what Usher doing. Yeah. It's like what the fuck. Yeah. I can't celebrate y'all. I had to stop talking about Bill. But you know what I was telling somebody Shit. the other day in music. It was crazy to me about music, and I would like to see it again. Why are there no more R&B groups? Like, R&B groups don't exist. They don't work. But they can. I promise you I don't you, think they so. Can't. They I disagree. Can. I, why not? Because to me, who it, there's no R&B group to where all of them would have solo careers. That's how rap groups mostly worked. But you can have R&B groups that can all have solo who? careers. Because then who's going to be the lead singer? That's what all of them going to have issues with. But I'm saying, have we not seen it done in the past? <laughs> and it didn't work. New Edition didn't work? No. When they all split up. They didn't all have... They didn't all have okay solo Afterwards, groups. but that was a part of their problem. Bobby felt he was bigger than the group. Okay, but I'm saying, though, if you could... But Pretty Ricky worked. <laughs> Why didn't Pretty Ricky work? Because they broke up. Pleasure but, P felt he was bigger than the group. But did he feel he was bigger than the group, or did he just make a different... He, he was bigger than the group. group. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. His solo I'm, album was fire. But I'm saying, there still Ooh. needs to be... There, there, man, I need R&B groups. There needs to be like... I don't think we need them no more. Man, you got Division. Good. You don't like Division? That's not an R&B It's an R&B group. One, How ain't it? one singer. So what? It's him and his brother making all the music. I, I That's technically that. a group. I get it, but... Uh, K beggars can't be choosers. 
I need the group aspect. Like we don't get no more mint conditions. We don't get no more. But but what but what part of the country also believes in that type of brotherhood and commitment to each other? Who is also that close that they were back then? There's they grew no up together and went and formed bands together. That's true too. That's true. Think about your four best homies. Those was those bands. They weren't, oh, this cat from St. Louis can sing. This cat from Chicago. Yeah. They grew up with each other in the same hood. New addition. You know what I mean? That don't happen no more. We abandoned each other so damn quick. It don't happen. <laughs> you know, but I get it too. Columbus, it was different for us when we were kids because the North didn't like the South. Nobody was, everybody was weird about the East. And then the West was like our cousins that ain't really our cousins if people ask. The West side is, man. <clears throat> That's out of town. <laughs> Yeah, they, that's different. I'm you know like, what I mean? Oh, whoa. So when we grew up, it was hard for me to have my Southside homies as friends. You know what I mean? It was hard for me to have my far people for East as friends. Now it's acceptable. But when, when we I was younger, there, I hang with Northsiders. That was I it. Moved there, that was weird to me because so many different <clears throat> neighborhoods was, with so many different hoods. I was like, whoa, what you mean? Streets over, over and don't like, like yeah, each other. Like, Streets over and love each other. They don't get it. I'm living on Brittany and I couldn't go to Brittany Hills. I'm like, why can't we go right here? Bro, we getting chased out I'm of there. I'm accidentally like, going to go on Brittany yeah. Hills. It's so close. Yeah. <laughs> I take a couple steps from there. Yeah, like I didn't even know. Like, I thought yeah. this was our side. My bad. Yeah, we all had to learn that the hard way, you feel me? So, yeah, like that changes your perspective over things. Kids don't have that anymore because the internet. So everyone's playing friend now. We knew who our enemies was and who our friends was growing up. We had to know. Because yeah. if you get caught in the wrong territory, you're going to get stomped out and they're going to take your bike. And I don't know what other people like. <laughs> I don't like niggas trying to take my bike. So I'm going to stay stick to my side of the study neighborhood with my homies, with the allies. Is that not the same thing we see in the hood? They all just post up with each other because y'all really can't leave. Because what's going to happen if we leave this bitch and run into a rival? That's why I had to get out of all of that shit, bro. And, and it changes my perspective. And I see how the kids see now. They thinking money now. They thinking branding now as kids. I wish we was on that. But we didn't have nothing. We created that for them. We had to be the ones who pushed through society saying, y'all playing too much video games. Don't nobody make money from this. They can't say that to them now. They got yeah. kids making million dollars a year bro, on video games. crazy. Hey, them dudes be going crazy. 20 years later, bro. It's Man. only been 20 years. And you know what's crazy? A couple years ago, one of my coworkers was telling me, like, you be playing video games, you shouldn't be doing... Like, bro, video games don't bother nobody. Like, it people helps. play video games that they that don't That de-stresses us. Nobody. We could I, be social playing nothing them. Nothing killed me more when I what? used to hear people say, oh, these video games lead to violence. Like, no. I promise you, I've never played Grand Theft Auto and said, you wanted to go what? shoot somebody. Let me go outside. I've never listened. Like, I hate when they tell you, like, such things can influence you to do stuff. It could probably influence <coughs> some people. Yes, I agree to that. But for the majority, I grew up listening to <coughs> dope dealers and I listened to 50 Cent. <coughs> bro, I never wanted to shoot anyone in my life, bro. <laughs> like, if I, anything, like, it make you not want to do that like, kind of shit. They did it, so I ain't got to. Jay said it. I'm I not out there like, he got shot yeah, nine times. I'm yeah, out there let like, me let me not do this. He yeah, got I shot nine times. <laughs> nine of them Some in the face, in the cheek. That was gruesome. It wasn't no, you know, movie type shit either. Get Rich or Die Trying was my shit, though. I fucked with that movie. I seen somebody said, I bet you the nigga who shot him. With Saudi, because when he killed him, when he shot him in the face, he thought he killed him, but he gave him a new rap voice. 
Shit, he probably <laughs> feel like he probably want credit. Yeah, well, he could be wanting credit for that. Anyway, yeah, so I mean, in heaven or wherever he went, I'm sure he's still talking, still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you Who you again? I'm the uh, the fifty cent guy. <laughs> oh yeah, let him in. good. I heard fifty up there killing it. Your stock yeah, went up down that, here. That little, like, that's one of my favorite rappers, though. Fifty Cent. I'm not even gonna lie to the people. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah, cause he, <laughs> he's a troll. I, I don't oh, like he's him. my brother. First, I grew up with him. Like Fifty Cent. <laughs> he is my brother. Them man. first two albums, I'm man. He couldn't. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, he's 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 about to be the best. So this is something important we gotta talk about because why that changes. Something very important. I asked this question on Facebook the other day, and the question was, I'm talking about all time, no matter the time. They can, mainstream artists, though, big time artists, were they better making music on drugs, and then they struggled than when they got off? Did the music get worse? Was it the drugs making the music? What do you feel like happened? I just feel like sometimes with music, it just, it, it happens to where... You just outgrow an artist. Like nothing changes about them. Maybe something they try to change something differently, and they try to make their sound different to sell, appeal more. But for the most part, to me, you just outgrow an artist. Like okay. people tell me all the time, like Lil Wayne is so whack now. He's so bad. It don't even sound good. like he's literally to me. He's literally rapping the same. Yeah. Just, I think he went back to his old style. Yeah, he's just not. I just don't want to hear that no more. That's not what I want to hear anymore. Like, but we grew up with Wayne. Yeah, that's I, why. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the old stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it'd be like if Mint Condition dropped a song right now. I don't want to hear that. Like, I would love to hear the old Mint Condition. I don't want to hear that right now. Yeah, some people don't have the long that longevity like in their career. But that's what separates legends from. Yeah. Artists. And don't get me wrong. I think Lil Wayne is one of the best and most influential rappers to ever walk this planet. And he came from, like, being terrible to me. But... Oh, he was terrible. He wasn't a rapper. Lil Wayne still can lay a good... That Wayne verse when I Benny... That bit, man, he went crazy. Lil Wayne can still rap. He can still go when he wants. What you're trying to say is what I feel like the world is saying in a nice way. No different than we feel the same about Gucci. Is y'all just need to retire so we can enjoy y'all's career. And we can't enjoy their career because they're still actively working. And no, it's not the quality that their music used to be either because they're not in that same space. To me, it was some of the drugs. It was the struggle because they were hungry. Like old Gucci, every like old people who love Gucci don't listen to new Gucci that I've seen. And I've given some of his new songs a try. It's not the same Gucci. It's just not. Mr. I don't think yeah, he's Mr. a fucking Davis clone. Was probably the last I don't think he's a life. clone, but he used yeah. to be in the booth and on videos and on 614 DVD snapping. But you know what? Honestly, if they just rode the rest of their career out just doing verse, like guest verses, I can handle that. Like Wayne's get like, I like Wayne's verse on the What's Poppin' remix. I like his verse on the Benny. Like his verses, be, I don't want to hear him, uh, like album. a song from him in Doja Cat. Like, I don't want to hear that, bro. Yeah. That's not yeah. what I'm trying to listen to. Yeah. But you and Benny snap. You feel me? Like, yeah. do that. You and, you and the rest of them niggas <laughs> on that remix snap. Y'all went yeah. like, don't be doing your own song with Doja Cat. Like, Gucci, you on that mulatto, you snapped. But I'm not trying to hear you with these new 1017. Who is them? Like, yeah. I don't know them niggas. Like, 
And no. you ain't, and you, yeah. and let's call it what it was. You wasn't that nigga enough for us to just listen to them because you say listen to yeah, them. Not anymore. <laughs> you used to be. But I, but we did that for him. Yeah. He put us now, on the walker and yeah, swim and all them. I can't do it. I, yeah. This, this we did that for you. Like, and it worked for us. So let's just remember that. Let me be that how I remember you. <laughs> But, but not like this. Gucci and Gucci and Wayne both get mad credit in my book because oh, they're legends. In, mad influential. They changed like, music. Both yeah. of them in their own way. Gucci's book was crazy. I read that whole thing. I bought that thing. I'm gonna read the second one. I did too. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get this second one. Uh, that book was crazy. Yeah. That was a good ass book. I was listening. I was reading like, damn, bro. You that was really, a good ass book. He went through. He a, a real lot. nigga, man. Because yeah, he, he really could have been on some real snake shit. How niggas thought he was, mm-hmm. and he was really showing love he went too. Through a lot, and to admit to all the shit he did, he was going through a lot. <laughs> And that's why I say people will never be satisfied. Because I love Gucci. He a legend. And I still want him to walk in and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the book. I feel you, Gucci. But I, y'all got to fix that, bro. We need... I feel like we, the hood needs that, bro. And to see how many names he put on in the game. Like, the, and he wasn't even like doing it to brag about it. Like He was just, he gave big ups to Future. It was just literally him talking about how he like just invited him to the studio. Like so many names you could Of niggas name. now who I would say at a time at that time he became bigger than. Yeah. But he was giving big ups to Future. Like yeah, Future was telling them niggas I was cool. He, he was told, like, he I'm told like Bruh. Young Th- He told Young Thug his voice was an instrument. And Young Thug has rode that ever since. Like, Young Thug can get on any track because he can change his voice to make it sound like anything he wants. But that's why you need to get to Atlanta. Because all they mainstream artists big up each other and work with each other. That's why Atlanta is Atlanta. And Atlanta is a new city, for real. A new major city. They don't got rich history like New York, like Chicago, like L.A. But, Atlanta's very new. They doing that in Atlanta. That's cool. But I'm here. That's why I'm doing this tape. For mm. everybody here... You can get on this tape, and it's yeah. for everybody. Like, I got, I, I love got, that. I got beats for everybody. Listen, I love that. From trap we need that. to hip hop to pop to army, any beats you need, I got it. I promise. So you producing and rapping? No, 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 no. I don't rap anything. I cannot rap. I don't. Oh, okay, so like you no just rap. produce? Just producing. That's all. I Oh do. shit. Yeah. Okay, say so less. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have um, to send some. I'm gonna start tagging you and shit. Yeah, cause yeah. Because I was doing the music show, so I got tapped in with a lot of, you know, and a couple of my niggas is trying to do the same thing, but we just got all come together. The mixtape is, is called Hey Listen. That's my uh, tag, too. Okay. It's, uh, it's from Zelda. It's a little video, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I got, I got a couple artists. I got a couple. Uh, I got an artist from Philly, my cousin. Uh, I got another artist, a couple artists from Philly. Got one from um, Atlanta. Nice. Uh, few from uh here. Nice. So uh, I just want everybody to stay tuned. Should be coming soon. Shooting for like December maybe. Think about around Christmas time. Drop it. Okay. I'm gonna definitely be talking about that. Listen to that motherfucker putting yeah. that out. <clears throat> I love new music, man. That shit fucks with my head sometimes. How much music it is already, and then people are still making new music. Bro, I don't. Like, you know what's one thing I don't. I don't enjoy though. I don't like the oversaturation of music now. Like, cause it's streaming, you can drop things so so much. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can drop things so like everybody want music right then and now. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I can't even enjoy the last album because everybody's asking for it. Like, when is the next album coming? When is the next bit? Like, he just dropped it three months ago, bro. Like, enjoy that. I like the way. <sighs> I agree. I like the way Bruno Mars does music because he does it the I old school Bruno. way. 
Because like he grew up around old dropped, people too. He dropped uh what is it, twenty four karat magic? For a whole like two years he was dropping singles off of that album alone and everyone was a hit. Why isn't it still like that? Another like, people please on, on let remixes. people enjoy, like let people enjoy your music first. Like they don't even let you enjoy it first before they just bust you over here with more and more. And that's why like the quality of the music is not good. Like I'm like, man, just take your time. Like just please don't you don't we don't need like when people keep asking Kendrick and like the J Cole, like please drop your up. Like no, I like that they they wait and and like give you a good quality of work. Like I don't want all that a hundred mixtapes. Like I just heard this. Like I feel like I just heard this song. Like I agree with that. <laughs> it's like a lot. Like all right, I didn't even finish it to enjoy this album. I gotta listen to this one. Like mm-hmm. it's just too much sometimes. Shut it down like, my man, throat. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> Because that'll make me something. not want to listen. Because yeah, I can't keep up. Like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, you heard this? I'm like, bro, what? He dropped something else? It's no more? <laughs> Man. Because they also be trying to stay the front runners and mm-hmm. be, you know, be trendy. But you got to think, Cole, Kendrick, Drake, still the front runners without having to do that. they got the best quality. But then the ask is a question of, should we be chasing mainstream anything? Is underground music still the best music? And are we looking for the best quality? Most artists I listen to are underground. Are they mainstream now what because do, what of do you social consider media? Underground now. Underground would be someone who's not trying to push a mainstream appeal. So give me an example. Who Somebody that's independent. Um, the Toby dude that raps now. A oh, lot of R and B artists. How they're not like behind major brands, okay, but they're okay. just pushing their whole brand on their own. They do their photography. They do their music. They look for their producers. They have their own studio, and there's no big machine funding I them. I think they do have a the like they because they don't have that big machine funding. They can push out whatever they want. Right, like, it's literally coming from them. So like they don't have to send it to like, hey, do you like this track? And then the people are like, uh, we don't know if that's change the, this, change that. Yeah, like we don't know if you. Should so I feel like is, and I feel like people are getting that misconstrued of someone just being independent. Like mm-hmm. yes, they are independent artists, but it's so much more than that. They do all the legwork. They have to do their marketing and promo mm-hmm. too. That's the, the that was the perk of the big machine. Mm-hmm. We can have people in Japan listening to your song in 1990. Yeah. That's all they was offering them and some money. Because they didn't have money and they felt like, damn, I only passed my tapes out in the hood. So, Japan? I can't even spell Japan. <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I can't sign my name either. Hold on. I, I, I'll be back. I got to learn to sign my name. And they had them sign these ridiculous contracts. They knew y'all can't read or write. So, mm-hmm. how are you going to read this contract? And what lawyer was you going to have looked this over for you? So now I feel like that was part of the reason that pushed people kind of going more to doing things on their own too. Just Michael Jackson situation. All these big time musicians where it's like y'all's camps was stealing from y'all and really on some foul stuff behind y'all's back. And y'all had so many people in y'all's camp, y'all couldn't keep up with everybody. It's so crazy how much like stealing goes on in music. Like it's so dirty. Like damn. It's dirty, bro. Doggy dog world. Because they want to be you the whole time. And why would you want to be around somebody like that? As Michael Jackson. Everybody around you want to be you. You think they going to use that in your favor or be envious of you <laughs> and be plotting against you and trying to figure out how you being here should have been them and they helped you. So I'm taking this. This mine. I, I deserve this. And they can't sing. They can't hold a note. They can't write a lyric. You know what I mean? That's just scary, yeah. bro. Because it created this world to now. Honestly, we just don't trust each other and we have more access to each other than ever and we don't trust each other more than ever. 
people used to have to leave their kids with you because, like you said, horseback ride. They traveling for months. So I got to trust you with everything. My house, my animals, my kid, everything. People don't trust us with their real names no more. For real. It's scary times, bro. That's more deeper than that social media thing and people like, oh, people just living on social media. No, they're hiding on social media from the real world. They ain't just distracting themselves to be distracted. They're hiding. That's why they create these personas so they can still actually live a life. It's The Sims. And I love The Sims, but that's why I don't play because I got too much real life. I don't want to play no fake life. <laughs> I created a fire-ass mansion on The Sims. Man, listen, my little, I got burnt out, bro. Listen, my girl cousin, she came over. I got burnt out on Her Sims. Her little cousin came over <laughs> and she made this house. She was on the other PlayStation. She was stunning on me, right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I made my house. Look at my house. I was like, that's cool, whatever. My nigga, I stayed up till 6 in the morning. I built the greatest mansion you ever seen, bro. I had a basketball court in the basement. You diabolical. Bro, I went crazy. I was like, look at this. And then it got deleted. I was so sick. I couldn't stun on her. I showed my girl, like, look at this. Look at this. Look what I got in here. You diabolical. I had a movie theater, all that. I was you can build a mansion out of spite. That's my thing. I love... Listen, that's that's what I do at work. Like So at work, everybody there, they be like, oh, we got to raise hope. We got we to gotta help the kids and all that. Somebody needs to be the balance, and that's me. Mm-hmm. I keep them humble. Like everybody, like when they play sports with them, they all take it easy. Not me. I'm going a hundred percent. You gonna get this work. You want to be good as me. That's how you gonna get as good as me. You gonna get this work. And you know, Coach Coach King worked there. Yeah, that was... I work on it. He already told me to. He be like, go. He be like, y'all want to go with this? But they, the kids always come up to me. They be like, just. Oh, we gonna take you, Mr. Justin. We gonna we gonna kill you. And the coach would tell him all the time, like, "No, you're not, man. I'm telling you, going." <laughs> and I'll be in there with my my slacks on, like, "Bro, I'm about to kill you." <laughs> I'm in cargo pants, like, "I'm I'm promise you, I'm gonna kill you in these vans." Salty, <laughs> <laughs> like, you gonna be so mad. <laughs> oh, they had to be. My right hand, Carl. We used to uh, before we went out when the cages was popping. We used to go up there, have drunk, dressed. <laughs> Busted these niggas' ass out there. I was down there. I f- Maybe it's because I was drunk, but I felt like I was going crazy. I'm like, this one of the best guys. I mean, I'm going to be drunk. Ronald Tess had it figured out. <laughs> Stahini is making us better. <laughs> because you shoot, you your, your filter's gone. You ain't thinking like, oh, this step back ain't going in. You just step it. You already midway in the shooting. That bitch like, this nigga can't guard me. What? <laughs> So Sober me, you like, nah, I'm past this. So let me ask you this. <laughs> who, who are your top five favorite rappers right now? Mm, I don't know. I have to think about it for a second. I will listen to a lot of rap. But I will probably say favorite, I will say Wale. Um, I listen to... Man, that's Mr. Uh, he is, he is. Oh, man, that's Mr. Up and he never, he's on. He never learned to control his emotions. Man, So I his emotions did. fucks with his career. He too goddamn emotional. Um, Wale's in them. God, because there's artists I listen to more of because of who they are. Like I listen to a lot of Twenty One Savage because of who he is, not because I think he's a great rapper. Hey, I want to say this right now. <coughs> that running beat, that might be the best beat I've heard all year, bro. I swear to God, I just run that shit back every time, bro. That shit is so crazy. Metro Boomin is in my top five. Let me tell you my you top five. You see why they love him so Listen, much? Why they know, protect him like this? You want to know my top five producers right now? <laughs> Who are they? Hit Boy. Okay. He's number... That's my favorite. He like, fire. He's, 
He's without snappy. a doubt. Since Watch the Throne, bro, he's been my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. Kid Boy. And you want to know why I like Hit Boy and what I try to, like, model myself after him? Mm-hmm. No Hit Boy beat sounds like a Hit Boy beat. Like, you don't know what a Hit Boy beat sounds like. It's just a good beat. Like, I don't want people to be like, oh, that's a Justin beat. Like, mm-hmm. I just want them to be like, damn, this beat good. Like, fire. Yeah, like. And they want to know who Yeah, did it. like, and then they know it's That mean beat. they really fuck yeah, with Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want my beats to be known because, like, it's the same sound. And that's why I admire yeah. him. Like, he's really, like, that's number one for me. Number two, I'll probably say The Alchemist. Because, man, mm. listen, what he did with Fred, man, <laughs> that, man, that dude was fought, man. That nigga fire. Number three is definitely Metro Boomin mm. for me. Because Metro, he, I like his consistent, yeah, and, like, Mm. Them tapes with Savage, he makes Savage really sound like a killer, and Savage is like so laid back. Like, but the subtle like uh, yeah. samples with the hard eight up man. And that I shit. fuck with Future Heavy, so man. I get a lot of Metro. Let me see who I like. Uh, <coughs> Take a day trip. It's the two dudes. Like you ever heard? Like mm-hmm. uh, their producer tag is like day trip taking the tent. Like if you ever heard that? Like uh-uh. they did the uh, the Scots with Kid Cudi and Travis Scott. That's them. I don't uh, like Kid Cudi. <sighs> A lot of man, people do that do when do? I say that. They did it with Lil Nas X. They, man, they. You like Kid Cudi? He cool. I don't like him. I don't I see like that. I don't get the I hype. Like, I like the rapping Kid Cudi. I don't like the. Uh, yeah, okay. Like the, That's I, when me. He, but when he raps, Kid Cudi goes. Like, yeah, but I feel like he do verses, more of that other shit. When he get in the verses, like, he go crazy. Like, if you listen to the Scots and you, you hear his, like, he go crazy. I can't get like, through it because he be moaning and groaning. <laughs> I'm turning shit off. But he go crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, another producer, my my number five is Teddy Walton. Like a lot of people probably don't know Teddy Walton. Teddy Walton produced uh, "Love" for Kendrick Lamar. That's him. Okay. Uh, crew for like Go Link. Like that's him. Like that's oh, him. Word. yeah, that's like, my shit. He man, he's I one of the coldest. Produ- man, he goes so crazy. Man. Okay, I like that. Uh, I like that beat. I uh, I got into this show called Decoded. It's on YouTube. I see. And, like, they Some break down, like, how they made all they beat. And from there, like, every time I watch an episode, I literally go to my basement. Like, I'm, I'm locked in. Get to like, work. Man, I just see so many. Like, every time I think I'm doing something, they just prove to me, like, I'm not doing enough. You ain't, I'm, you just scratching the surface. Yeah, like, I ain't did nothing yet. And that's good, because like, then <laughs> it's on you. Whether you hunger or not to, to get back down there, or whether you like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to do something else. So since you listen to R and B, who your top five R and B? This is tough. Okay. Because I only listen to R and B, so it's <laughs> tough. Out right now, I would say Givian's one, Brent Fires for sure. I listen to probably Brent Fires more than anything. Um, there's so many good people. Eric Bellinger has been Vito's been man. They've been on fire. Bryson Tiller is one of my hitters. Uh, fuck. I listen to so much goddamn R and B. Um, like where, where, because man, division's up there, but I, I also like, I also, I have had so many different lives and experiences. Like, some music just resonates more in me. So, one of my, I got okay, so Weekend is definitely one of my top. Not even just, he has one of the best natural voices I've ever heard in my life. I agree with you. Aunt Whitney got the best voice ever that that has ever sang a note is Whitney Houston for sure. Man or woman. I put that on. Yeah, record. yeah, for Man sure. I me too. Woman. She's one of the best the artists best. to me. I got a record player. I got her I listen to her record. Like, yeah, that's Aunt Whitney. She does no wrong. Man. You can't talk bad about her to me. So, but weekend I went to see the weekend when he was here. He don't use no, you know, 
technology or like it's his raw but that nigga can sing mm-hmm. and then once you actually listen to what he's singing about he's singing about like his life and his struggle and drug abuse and how he put himself out of that and got out of that so he's definitely one of my tops I'm, he he sings with soul you feel mm-hmm. me um i love party next door that's kind of why division i re- i fuck with division uses mm-hmm. i fuck with that song but they they're not above party next door or weekend to me and two just because of how OVO, how all of them do that. You know what I mean? You got to push your top artists. Like, I get how the music industry works with shit, but sometimes that's why I like when artists aren't a part of all of that because they could just give us their music. Like, they can just give us what they want to give us. It's not a fucking about numbers or fucking mm-hmm. impressing this studio head or whatever. You know what I mean? None of that shit that ain't music. So, that's politics. So, I noticed you named all men. So uh-huh. does that mean you separate women R&B from men R&B? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, Because I listen to R&B. Right. So I got genres of just okay, different. Okay. Yeah, Snow Allegra will be for my women. I listen to some Summer oh, Walker. Right. I've been listening to Scissor forever because of Wale. Yeah. He been had her on yeah, back. Yeah, That's yeah. how I know people don't be listening <laughs> to shit. Niggas like, she new. I'm like, no, no, no. Nah. Don't confuse mainstream and being boy, new. Schoolboy and Abso had her on the early. Don't, like, don't confuse being new and mainstream. She done put her work in. Because yeah. when y'all say people new, y'all assume they ain't put no work mm-hmm. in. She done put her work in, bro. That's why they keep fucking with her, obviously. You know who my favorite R&B singer is? That's a woman. Who? That I feel like people... I don't know why she doesn't get the love she does. I feel like she gets the love, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't show on like awards or or like money. I don't know. It just seems like Jasmine Sullivan. Like I know she has a great following behind her, but no one gives her like I don't. She doesn't get the. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Like, her look. She's. It could be. You know it's her look. Is but. <laughs> look at all the women who we talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Look at them. They but don't I look like that. her. I hate that it's her look. I hate but that. But let's because be honest. Because, man, I promise you she can outsing some of the, some of she the can. most mainstream. She can. Like and as man. much as I don't want to say is that, and as much as the fact that we can say is that, and we have to understand, too, we're not discrediting anyone else. But... Yeah, she's. I love Janae Aiko too, but look at her. I do not like her. I love Janae Aiko. I can't stand. You better tap in the name, man. I can't stand that whisper. She fire, bro, and she got a. She got substance. She's actually talking about something. I like Kalani. I I do too. I do too. I like her a lot. I like Mila. I like. um, (sighs) You, you, yeah, you tripping? Her's cool. She cool. I fuck with her. I fuck with her for sure. It's so many, bro. It's it's a lot of music out here. And I definitely think women are doing way better in music this year than in the last like two years. Period. Honestly, mm-hmm. like musically, they're definitely. They're I think definitely, they're doing better in. Um, I think they're doing better in R and B. I wouldn't rap too. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because like this would have bought playlist. Okay, let me see. Mind, body, and soul. Just. This is what I listen. This is like, and then I have a happy mix. I got a trap mix for like when I'm working, and I'm like, that's where my Twenty One Savage, my future. I got a J Cole mix. I got Gambino, a Fire like, mix. I tell anybody who asks me in my top five rappers, Gambino is always in my top five rappers. He's an artist like, though, so it's like, hard for me to call him. I don't a rapper. care what nobody says. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is when I became a Gambino fan. In 2011, it was the Take Care. The day Take Care came out. Mm-hmm. Same day, Childish Gambino's album Camp came out. So I told, I, I wrote right on Twitter, like, hey, I'm about to go get this Take Care album from Best Buy. 
And my homie D Car, he said, "Hey, grab that Camp album." So I'm like, "All right, cool, whatever." I go get. I got the deluxe version of Take Care. Grab the Camp CD. Boom, pop, take care, and listen to the whole thing through. I'm like, man, that shit was, was fire. fire. That shit, bro, that was, was one fire. of the coldest things I ever heard. Bro, I put that camp CD in. Bro, I didn't go back to take care for like a week, bro. So what are you can't, insinuating by telling like, us this story? What are you trying to say? Personally, at the time, like I want to hear. Not right now. I know for a fact. I'm not about to say nothing stupid like that and say <laughs> camp is better. But at that time, in the first moment I heard it, camp was on par with taking okay. like. Gambino would never have the fight or ever no, have know, like I the know. push like that. But Camp was good. Camp I'm was not really, going to discredit that. It was like it was like take a, care. it was like a poor value take care for real. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah. And at the time, that's what I want. Like if like I liked it, it was really good to me. Like and I went back to take care, and obviously now I know take care is the better album. And it's probably Drake's best album. If you it is, I don't think you, it's close. Yeah, like if you got any sense, like, I don't skip that album ever. And albums, I usually go to my favorite songs. That's why I like playlists. Because I like to listen to what I want. Bro, and I'll give man, your shit a chance. He basically made a great... That's basically his confessions. Like, what Usher did with confess. That's his confess. Like, that's literally that like Lord a greatest He man. went so hard on that fucking song. That's the first time I we've seen him pissed off. We've seen Drake mad. He was pissed off on Lord Knows. Listen. <laughs> he was talking that shit. Just Blaze did what he had to do on there. Mm-hmm. He was talking that shit, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I, li- I listen to different shit. I listen to country sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I used to always go to TJ's after I got drunk, so they would only play country, bro. That shit would be going. I, used yeah, I worked to at Macy's part-time before, so I've heard some shit. And listen, I'm telling you. Macy's got the hardest DJs ever. Is, I'm going bre- to break it down for you. My favorite music genres. Rap, country, not rap. I'm about to say country. Rap, R&B, pop. Bro, I swear to God, pop music. If you take pop music. I don't like it, man. Listen, I promise you. Take, <laughs> Tim, if you had like Fruity Loops or something, I would tell you to do this. Take pop music. Mm-hmm. Take it down about 20 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. Put it, take the pitch down at least like. Two notch. I promise you, it's an R and B song. It's just an upbeat. All pop songs are just. I you, get that, but still, it's gimmicky. It's so, I, don't, listen, I don't want it. I'm telling you, man. Like I used to be an Abercrombie and Fitch work. I promise you, I used to go so crazy to them pop songs. Warehouse. Uh, I worked at the home office. Oh, I hated it, man. Excuse me. It was, it was such a stupid job. We folded clothes and took pictures of clothes so we could send them to the stores, stores. so they could see how. I was at the warehouse. Man, I hate Cherry it. pickers and forklifts used to be on my phone in there thugging. So I was there part time while I was in, in school on a break. So when I went on another break, I came back. They was like, uh, nah, with the recommendations, we, we can't rehire you back on. I said, damn, that's fucked up. But they was all afraid to approach me. Damn. So I knew they was just in the offices and hating it. I'm just like, all right. So when I got to Chase, I started playing corporate America and I killed that shit. I said, oh, this ain't no different in the streets. Like, and most of them is more ruthless, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they also have a conscience. They also think about these things. They also have to things that, you know, they, they're willing to fight over and not lose. So once you get that leverage over them, it's over. You've won them. That's why corporate America treats them like bitches and hoes all the time. Because they got all the leverage. They can blackmail you or just take this whole life away from you that they know you want. So to a person who doesn't want that, what leverage do you have over me? 
You know what I mean? What you going to take away? What you going to keep away from me? I created my own life. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody take this shit from me. And it's, so that's why I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. I get corporate America now. Like, you could be in there and play that game. You just can't get caught up in all that shit. You know what I mean? And that's be people's problem. Like, they be trying to win that game. You can't win it. You can definitely contribute to it. And you can change the world through it. People have done it. You know what I mean? Even though Red Cross is shitty, there's there's other charitable organizations that help people and people actually got shit done. So I'm like, okay, I see both sides because some people are just like, oh, you need a business or you need a job. Like, no, stop limiting yourself to shit. (laughs) Fuck, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Who's to tell you you can't but you? You know what I mean? Like, it's that simple. God, you learn so much life living life. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) That should be making me want to live more though and do more. <clears throat> I get I get anxious around people who live a lot of life because it always make you feel like you ain't living enough. <laughs> Niggas used to think like I wanted their life or was envious. Like, no, nigga, I came in your house and you showed me how to jacuzzi in your bathroom. I'm like, I ain't living enough. I would love a jacuzzi in my fucking bathroom. <laughs> I'll be that bitch every day, like literally. <laughs> A blood in a book in there with some wine and chilling. Locking the kids out this bitch at the pool. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I'm realizing, too, life is just simple. You know what I mean? I, I, we got to figure out what we want and then just double down and do that. And all the bullshit and shit we don't need and don't want, we don't need to be a part of for real. I feel like we were younger. We felt obligated because in the name of family, in the name of friendship, in the name of business partner, relationship, what the fuck ever. But we ain't really being here for each other through love. We being here because we pity each other or because we, damn, honestly, I don't trust you out in the world on your own. You make so many fucked up decisions every day. I kind of need to be near you to make sure you don't blow no shit up. That's not love and togetherness for real. That's all of us feeling sorry for each other. And that ain't no way to live. Like, that's weak. We need to be enjoying and celebrating each other and life and our wins and our losses and our loves and all of that shit. Because that's a part of life. Mm-hmm. So if you love life so much, this ought to come with it. The bullshit and the beautiful shit. That's it. You feel me? So now I'm just, I don't, I take my wins like I take my losses. They're all lessons. That's it. I ain't overexcited about either or, you feel me? Shit don't move me no more. Like, that's why I just study shit. And one of, uh, one of my mentors, Bruce Lee, like, bar none. Probably one of the best, you know what I mean? He can't be the top or the best because he, he wasn't black. I mean, he was black, but you know what I mean. So he's there. He's there, though. That's how I know how fucking what you were saying, how big a role and lesson it made in my life. Like, damn. <laughs> and you had your own fucking problems where you came from and you came here, bro. And when it gets what they wanted you to do and did it anyways and changed the world. Got into it with the mob and they took you out. I'm I'm certain that's what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> niggas can't just tell me niggas just get sick and die. What? He the strongest man in the world. <laughs> Seen him punch a nigga with his finger. <laughs> I'm like, man, but he actually had lessons and substance. And it wasn't just that he gave them. It's that he said it and then did it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot of us didn't have that. We didn't have a lot of people who were younger who walked in and talked to. They just talked a lot. So when you start meeting people and seeing these people we could look up to and a lot of people is through sports. You know, that was the first real successful people we were being exposed yeah, to. My first hero was Allen Iverson. A lot I of us, bro. I seen a cardboard cut out of him and I was like, who is this? And my mom was like, that's Allen Iverson. I was like, who is he though? And 
he played basketball for the Sixers. You know that. I was like, I don't know him. And I was like, that's my favorite player. From then on, it was 1999, I think. Uh, From then on, he was my favorite basketball player. And he was, like, the first person that, like, he was sick. Like, we really thought, like, in Philly, it was too, we really thought we was going to beat the Lakers. Like, we was going to take down the Giants, bro. Like, we thought the whole city was behind him. We just knew we was about to take them. We beat them that first game. Like, we just knew, like, nothing could stop us. They came out and smacked us. Them next four games, they punched us in the mouth. I was like, a Kobe fan, I know. Oh we was th- I was thinking, like, we're about to kill these guys. <laughs> Those was my two favorite. Uh, it was Kobe and Jason Williams, white chocolate. Whew. I had molded my game around both of them. You want to know who my two favorite players were? Who? It wasn't Kobe. Like, a lot of people don't like, because a lot of people, I don't like saying it because I'm like, People say I dogged him, but I don't think I dogged him. <laughs> like, I don't think Tracy McGrady deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, he he, like, you know what he I'm doesn't. saying? Like, he hasn't done. He don't have a resume. What if if Tracy McGrady is in the Hall of Fame? That means Draymond Green has to be in the Hall of Fame. Cause like, he got the hardware. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, now that you've done that, you've opened the door to let niggas who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame to be. That's gonna and get I, in. And I understand who you are, T Mac. I get it. I know. But that's eye test stuff. Yeah, I hate. That's it. still the like, reason we don't compare them to Jordan for real. Like, but him, Grant Hill, those players were that caliber of player. Like, him and Allen Iverson were my two favorite. I used to wear Iversons and T Macs growing up, nigga. T Mac like, was so nasty. I, man, I, you couldn't tell me nothing about them two niggas. Nothing. T Mac, yeah, he was dirty. And I, then they had him and Vince playing together. They should have never. Literally two different style of player, both great, but you know one shoot first, one dunk first. I always think about. Whew. I wish that sometimes the players back then would have done what the players do now to go get rings. Like, I wish Allen Iverson would have went and chased the ring. I wish he wouldn't have tried so hard. Like, he he fought so hard for that city, and they never got him the help he needed. But you did, Some people got to be the martyr, man. Some people got to fall on the sword. It sucks, It man. does. Like, but that's why, that's why I say that mainstream shit. Like, Is that really important, mainstream opinion? People look at people look at Kobe. Kobe is like undoubtedly top three greatest players ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, top one. Uh huh. Allen Iverson probably had just as much talent as Kobe did. Yeah. He just never had any type. Well, of, he did. He never had the supporting cast that Kobe did. And Kobe, that sucks. So Kobe bad. said this shit in the media. He, he said <laughs> the whole world better be glad Iverson wasn't six six. Man, like you know what I'm saying? I'm, he it, said that because he said we wouldn't have been able to stop him. You know who another player, <laughs> another player that's so, it's so, so bad for me to to say like one of my favorite players, Steph Curry. Like my favorite players go like this: uh-huh. Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, Monte Ellis. Okay. I hate that Monte Ellis never got a real team. Soon as the, he paid I, away for Curry, though. Man, some people ever, just got to be the coach, man. The, and then when he went to the Bucks, he had like he made them go into a good run. Like oh my! But he God, was already man. out of his prime. Then when man. the Mavericks were like he, he wasn't the same Monte. I loved Monte. So bad. Like 
When the game, when video games really start letting you be shot creators like now, Monte was that. Yeah. It was him for me and uh, Rudy Gay. I used to go crazy with Rudy Gay. First came on the game when he came on the game are still on the game because niggas know. Like, that's Monte's dunk. That little man stretch. Yeah, like that. But really, get up on your ass, too. Like oh, he ain't getting up there. He hit the rim. You like, oh, shit. The highest scoring player to never make the All-Star game. That's nuts. Really? Yes, he's the highest scoring He was in the West, ever. though, man. Man. That's and they were running so gun bad. teams. If he was in the East, and yeah. And you know who's about to be the next Monte Ellis? CJ McCollum. He's never going to make an All-Star game because of that. Yeah. In that regards, I would say, yeah. But CJ got ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has but the talent Monte had. He don't. He he's got the he's got the star power though. Like you. Don't I really disagree. Need. Who did Monte ever play second fiddle to in his prime? He was the go to player. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he has like more marketability than Monte did. Like that, he appeals more to the fans. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, for that, sure. For like, sure. Not, not saying Monte. He does not. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Good Life Podcast The Kickback. Again, we're on Facebook at Good Life Podcast The Kickback. We're on Instagram at Good Kickback. Thank y'all for every week. We wouldn't be able to do this without y'all. I love y'all. Be great. Have a good life.